solo and group clinicians alike are buzzing about Therapy Notes, the number one trusted EHR among mental health professionals. With live customer support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and an extensive feature library, Therapy Notes is sure to streamline your workflow, giving you time to care more and worry less. Try them for two months free using promo code MODERN today. Are you looking for ways to attract and retain private pay clients? Thryzer is a payment platform for therapists built to help clients automatically tap into their out-of-network benefits and save on therapy up front. Check out our special link, join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist, and use the code modern therapists to activate $2,500 in free payments with Thryzer. You're listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide, where therapists live, breathe, and practice as human beings. To support you as a whole person and a therapist, here are your hosts, Kurt Widhelm and Katie Vernoy. Welcome back to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. I'm Kurt Widhelm with Katie Vernoy, and thank you for joining us. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. That way you don't miss any future episodes. And Katie, I am thinking of the quote. It's by Gene Meyer. It's if you hire a divorce lawyer today, there's a good chance you'll hire a bankruptcy lawyer within two or three years. <laughs> so on, on that theme, today we're joined by Laura Wasser. She's the founder and CEO of itsovereasy.com. And she's here to tell us all about making divorce and separation all the easier. So thank you for joining us, Laura. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. We uh, met uh, some of your team at a, a recent conference, and we're excited to meet you and talk with you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're putting out in the world? We're so excited to hear from you. So I am a family law attorney here in Southern California, and I've been practicing for nearly 25 years now. Um, and when I first started practicing, I went into practice with my father, who had been practicing family law for 30 some odd years before that. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Family law is a bit of a euphemism for divorce law most of the time. And in 2013, I wrote a book called It Doesn't Have to Be That Way because it really, after all these years of doing it, occurred to me that there had to be a better way to approach divorce. The book did really well. I've had tons of people say to me, oh my gosh, if I only had been read this before I got divorced or I read this kind of as my survival guide, if you will, to mm -hmm. going through my divorce. Thank you so much seemed to me the next logical step was to kind of bring it online. My practice has always been very resolution-oriented, settlement, mediation-oriented. To do that, we employ the help of a lot of mental health professionals because, after all, we're lawyers. And so what we yeah. know is the legality of it. And hopefully most of us have some empathy and compassion. But one of the things I see often with family law attorneys is they do become too much a therapist to their clients. Yeah. People all the time, like we're not licensed or equipped to do that. You know, we can be very empathetic and we can be parents, and so we can have compassion for what you're going through, but we aren't mental health professionals. You need a mental health professional to help you through this process. We're lawyers. This is a business negotiation and a financial transaction, and let's treat it like that. And that's what It's Over Easy is, is a way to do that kind of mediation, re resolution oriented path down the divorce track in a way that will save money and save emotional angst and get you out to the other end, particularly if you have co-parenting ties with your spouse in a much healthier way for you and your family. 
So I'm kind of curious on this because if people, I guess part of this is, can you explain how it's over easy works? Because if I'm imagining people agreeing to separate in this way, don't they already get along well enough that they could probably stay together? (laughs) Wow. Okay. So that's a great, a great jumping off point. Just because you get along well enough with somebody to go through the divorce process with them or go through the preschool application or middle school application mm-hmm. or college application process with them to do any of the myriad of things you have to do when you are an ex of somebody. Mostly those are in the co-parenting realm, but I have plenty of clients who remain partners in business with their um, exes. Doesn't mean that you ne- want to be getting into bed with them every night. So yeah. as a example, I have two fantastic kids with two different fantastic dads. And I didn't, none of us wanted to stay together, but we all do a really good job co-parenting our kids. So no, the answer, Kurt, is just because you get along with some (laughs) (laughs) the divorce process doesn't mean you should stay together. I think what I'm hoping for is a change in the way people see divorce, that it's not a knockdown, drag out, war of the roses, burnt bridge. It's somewhere that you can go through this process and come out the other side remaining friends and co-parents and effectively doing what needs to be done to get to the next chapter of your life in an in a amicable way and in a way that you still have some money left in your bank account. I don't see couples, but I see a lot of women who are considering divorce. How do I know which of the, the mechanisms to pursue? Because oftentimes there's it's over easy is pretty, pretty unique. So that's one option that I'm want to learn more about what that looks like. There's mediation, there's, there's collaborative divorce, there's litigated divorce. Like how do you sort through what, where does to push, you know, what, what referral to make as a therapist when you're sitting there in the room? I think one of the first questions that you would have to, you'd obviously have to know your client a bit, but to also know how she, in this instance, is is feeling about her spouse and how they do communicate and how they do get along. So if they are able to get along, then mediation is certainly something that they should consider. And what we are is an online mediation platform, basically. Okay. You come to us, you have to already know that your divorce is probably not going to be contested, that you don't want to have a a litigation, that you want to figure out a way with some guidance as to what the laws are in your state, figure out a way how to to navigate those laws and make decisions about things like child custody and division of assets and support. So if you have that kind of a client and he or she has that kind of a spouse, then they are perfect for it's over easy. Okay. So if they're on track to be able to say, hey, we know we both want to get divorced. We know that we don't want to have any contested litigation, that kind of stuff. That would be a good mechanism. But if they're, if they're looking for, you know, knockdown, drag out, that may not be a, an it's over no. easy referral. That might be a Laura Wasser referral. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And again, there is, there will be more complicated litigation. If you've got, you know, companies that are super, super entwined mm-hmm. may need to have the help of forensic accountants to figure out who owns what, those kind of things, but simple ones that people can navigate on their own. And I feel like more people in this day and age are able to figure out, they say, nobody knows my kids, for example, better than I do. I know what night Johnny's going to go want to sleep at his dad's house because those are the night when they have Laker games or karate or whatever. Yeah. Those are those nights and they like doing that together. So yes, knock down, drag out. If I have somebody that you know calls up on the site and says that there's domestic victim of domestic violence, mm-hmm. probably not going to go through. It's over easy. 
Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. How did you get therapist involved in this process? I got therapist involved because I knew from day one, I mean, almost the entirety of my practice has been, I, and again, most of my clients are socioeconomically in situations where they're already in therapy. But even those, when I do my nonprofit work for some of the organizations where we represent pro-pers, people that are representing themselves, I always say, have you been to, if, if it's a clergy person, a priest or a rabbi, have you been to any kind of, you know, there's all kinds of low cost counseling that people can get. I mm-hmm. think communication is so important in this process that I almost insist that people have seen a therapist beforehand. So I send a lot of referrals to therapists and we have a lot of therapists that sends referral, send referrals to us, whether it's to my firm or to it's over easy. If there is a couple that is working with a therapist and the therapist or the couple at one point says this, this, you guys should not be married anymore. It doesn't make sense. Or mm-hmm. I can't anymore. It doesn't make sense. Now what's the next stage? If we don't want to burn down the house, if we want to continue to be able to co-parent effectively, if we don't want to spend all of our money on lawyers, what should we do? Therapists are a good referral source for its ovaries or for lawyers. Yeah. And so I've always wanted you guys to be part of this process because I've always made the, I've always made the joke that it's really not over easy. We just want the legal part of it to be over easy. <laughs> the emotional part of it's not going to be over easy and that's for you guys to deal with. And again, there's a grieving process and you go through it. I think one of the key things to accept is it may not necessarily be a failure. It may just be an evolution. I don't know that human beings were meant to mate for life. I just don't know. And given the statistics, maybe they weren't. Mm. If that's case, or if you weren't, look, if a couple meets and they fall in love for happily ever after, and they, you know, are still walking into the sunset in their nineties, God bless them. That's one of the biggest blessings ever, but that's not generally the case. So how do we, how do we deal with the rest of the population that have for some period of time joined forces, created either children, businesses, memories? How do we now let them part amicably in a way that allows them to still, like I do, have Thanksgivings together, go to weddings together, be in the delivery room when your children are having children? Those are the kind of things that if you just completely write somebody off from your life, you're going to miss out on a lot in the next chapter. Therapy Notes not only combines billing, scheduling, and notes into one easy-to-use software, they now also offer group telehealth, up to 15 clients in a group session at a time, and secure messaging features. And with their 24-7 customer service, they're ready to assist you no matter where your practice takes you. Therapy Notes allows you to do it all. Whether you're a solo clinician or part of a group practice, you'll have all the tools for success at your fingertips with Therapy Notes. Learn more at therapynotes.com and use promo code MODERN for two months free. And I see that one of the other things that you've done with therapists is you have a a blog on your website. It's overeasy.com that a number of articles have been contributed by therapists working with kids. I've scoped out some of the the articles on co-parenting. My favorites, uh, how do you co-parent with an asshole? Like I think that's a a great article. I, I recommend everyone check that out if you work with kids. Yes. I mean, we, we in the family law realm rely so much on you guys and there's such a huge support system before, during, and after a divorce that I think it's really, really important. You guys provide us with us, meaning just the person, not the lawyers, but you mm-hmm. know, with the tools to communicate and to heal and is so important. And then yes, there's sometimes you're just going to be having to communicate with somebody on the other side who's not particularly helpful. 
how do we deal with that? So we invite we invite many mental health professionals to blog with us, to submit articles to us, to be on our provider directory. Because again, maybe going through the process, you need one kind of practitioner. Whereas after the process, when you're getting back into the dating world or figuring out how to incorporate a new mate into your family and with your kids, mental health professionals can be incredibly helpful there. You guys have, again, the tools, you have the education, you have the experience. I don't know how to do that. And I, and by the way, at my hourly rate, I shouldn't be telling anybody how to do that because it's way, <laughs> way overpriced. <laughs> I think it's it's so great that you're you're you really recognize the importance of having the mental health provider involved. Are there ways that you actively collaborate on individual cases? Is it or is it more kind of you refer when when your families need it? Um, refer when my families need it, but of course, I mean, we do, you know, in the firm, there's custody evaluations that take place. So we'll have to be speaking with the evaluator. We'll often have some kind of a coach to help the parent through the evaluation process. We do a great deal of work with family therapists. And again, I don't sit in. I try rarely, if if never, to meet my client's children. I don't know that it's particularly helpful for them to meet their parents' divorce lawyer, mm-hmm. but I definitely think it's important for them to have some kind of a professional that may know something about what they're going through that they can talk to either kind of as a safe harbor or as part of a family and say, God, this I really feel like this when mom and dad do this. And, and we've just kind of talked about having a whole kid's section or kids month where we actually speak with children about and ask them like a panel of questions about what they think and then talk to mental health practitioners and say, what does this mean? And what could we be doing differently to help our kids get through this process? When people come to my office, one of the first things they always say is, all I really care about is making sure my kids are okay. Mm-hmm. And so that devolves into, but I really, really need an extra $30,000 a month. And I'm like, what does that have to do with making sure your kids are okay? <laughs> <laughs> It really, really is about you know the person feeling safe and safe enough to be able to communicate what his or her needs are. Other things then will fall into place as a result of that, I think. I think that's so true. I think it's, it's really important to recognize how many people are impacted and how to minimize that impact. And I think it sounds like there's a big passion that you have for this to make it less financially hard for, for folks, but also to try to decrease the emotional impacts to to kids, to the families and that kind of stuff. And it sounds like you're really actively engaging with those therapists and with, with the mental health community. How do you decide who you're going to refer to? Like, how do you find the therapist that you put into your network and in, into your referral database, well, so to speak? I've been here for a long time. So I know a lot of people and I'm always open to new referrals, to meeting new people. That's why I come to a lot of y'all's conferences and stuff like that, because I'm so interested to meet people who are in this field that have had experiences both with children and adults and going through it. Um, And I often, when people ask me for a referral, I I will ask to know a little bit if it's not my family, if it's somebody that's online or if it's not somebody that I'm representing. I want to know a little bit about them. Do they communicate well? Do they get along well? How old are the kids? Boys, girls? I will base it a lot of the time on that. I think that has to be somebody to whom this family or family members can relate. So you've got, you know, kind of your grandmotherly therapist men and they make them feel really comfortable and sometimes they bake cookies or whatever. Then you've got kind of the young, cool guy that has like a longish haircut and some tattoos and, you know, younger (laughs) adolescent boys may really relate to him. Something has some, some, sometimes it's just a matter of, who I happen to know is a really good communicator, who's had really, really good luck with couples counseling. That's the kind of stuff. But 
that is the great thing about being in this world. There's so many people out there to meet and so many people that are really excellent at their jobs. And I'm always so interested in meeting them. I know for you guys, a lot about early on is about kind of getting your hours and building up because our provider directory allows for that and has those people. It's a great opportunity for at a lower cost to get some real help from people that will likely mm-hmm. have the kind of experience that you know older, more longer practicing mental health professionals have, but they're now just new to the game. And so everybody's kind of learning. For me, I mean, again, this is probably not the right thing to say, but I just think when people are actually in a room having conversations, there's almost no bad end to that. Again, obviously things could go terribly, terribly wrong, the things they regret, but just getting them there open to the idea of having a therapeutic conversation, I I think is half the battle and it really, really informs that, that something's going right. And I really want to highlight what Laura just said, that's such a common theme throughout all of our episodes, which is that therapists can and should come in all shapes and sizes and colors, and you should totally embrace who you are because there are clients that are out there for you, and that's part of what people look for. In all of your experience in working with therapists, what have you found to be some of the more challenging thing of working with therapists? I find it distracting when I've sat in both on my own or when I've been listening in on other therapeutic conversations that my clients are having, when the therapist talks too much about themselves. I will sometimes as an attorney drop in things about my own personal situation so that they know that I practice what I preach. And yes, I understand how it is on those nights when your kids aren't with you in your house. But I sometimes feel like if therapists are talking too much about their own personal experience, that can be a turnoff. I think one of the things that people, I think, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, really like to experience is the artic ability to talk about what they're going through. Being able to kind of loop it into your own experience as a mental health professional, I bet is helpful. But sometimes I've found these people go off a little bit on a tangent talking about (laughs) and that I've always been like, "Mm, I don't know about that. There's also people have said to me, oh, he really doesn't talk enough. I find I do all the talking in there. So maybe they want somebody that gives more input. Whereas for me, I think having somebody there saying, okay, and how does that make you feel? Or what do you think about that? Can be really provocative in terms of getting people to open up and speak. I think it just depends. I There's nothing that's ever really, really turned me off when I've listened to a therapist, except for one guy that really went on and on and on about his own experience in himself. And I was thinking like, who's getting, the pay, who's getting paid at the end of this? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so interesting because that's something we've actually heard more than once is that oftentimes therapists will put themselves in the room too much and and kind of use it for their own edification, for lack of a yeah. better word. And I think it's it's so interesting that to consistently get that feedback. I think we talk about bringing your whole self in the room and being able to have some self-disclosure because I think it can be nice like what you talked about to have that, I understand what you're saying. I have real experience and I get what you're talking about. So now back to you. Right, right. <laughs> Let's talk about what you're going through. I think it's it's something where being able to be good, a good communicator and be able to identify how much does this client want to hear from me? How can I get them to really have the cathartic experience and talk through their own experience and maybe make some some plans on how they're going to cope or how they're going to move forward with things. I think that's that's really, really good to hear because I think oftentimes we 
we don't recognize that we're also being observed by the people we're collaborating with and, and being able to really up our game in the way that we interact with our clients can be so helpful to the profession and to the services that we're providing. I will also say another thing that I have found is, and I've always been very respectful of those practitioners that do this. I've only met a couple who don't, but the confidentiality portion of things. Mm -hmm. I have had um, mental health professionals call me up and just start listing who their clients are or what clients we have in common. And I think to myself, like most of my clients are public records. So if it's a client of the firm and I filed something, people will know that. I don't know that I would necessarily want my therapist talking to my lawyer about, or, or somebody else's lawyer about all the clients and patients I see. So that can be a turnoff as well. And I think in oh, some for sure that happens um, more than it probably ought to. I think it really is a little bit off-putting. And I think that would be something that your listeners should know. Like, even if you're not the client, him or herself, I don't want to hear you disclosing other clients. It doesn't help me. It doesn't make me want to refer to you at all. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that. (laughs) That is so bad. Maybe they figure it's professional to professional. I don't know, but it just like, I'm, I'm always sitting there on the other end of the phone going, Oh no, you don't. You really just don't. Oh no. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, that's really bad. I mean, Kurt, how bad is that? Kurt's our law and ethics expert. (laughs) I'm speechless. And and I think for, for anybody, I've never had a problem of coming up with something to say and that. (laughs) <laughs> I, I have nothing, but just don't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I think so often people can get really loose on confidentiality because of you know professional to professional, or or even you know kind of talking on social media on you know kind of a case that's that's got that's hidden but not so hidden. Like you could right. easily identify. I mean, they, it can get really hard to to try to communicate in a, in a respectful way or a confidential way, but it's so important to keep working on that. Cause yeah. uh, that's like listing clients to someone that you don't have a release for. Ooh. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> good feedback. Thank you, Laura. Sure. We're going to, we're going to blast that out to the universe. Don't tell, don't talk to lawyers about clients that you don't have releases for. Yes. Thrizer is a payment platform designed for out-of-network therapy. As a therapist, you would use Thrizer to charge clients for sessions and collect your full rate up front. From the client's perspective, Thrizer links to their health plan, so insurance claims are automatically submitted for them upon every charge. From there, Thrizer manages the claims end-to-end so that your clients don't have to worry about manually submitting super bills or getting on calls with insurance. The best part? Thrizer allows clients to only pay their co-insurance portion for sessions, while Thrizer covers the rest of your fee and waits for reimbursement on their behalf. They also offer you an instant benefits calculator for free, allowing you to provide upfront transparency to prospective clients on their out-of-network coverage. Therapists only pay a standard 3% credit card processing fee per session with no additional fees. Visit join.thrizer.com forward slash modern therapist to get started and use our promo code modern therapists to receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. In launching, it's over easy. What were some of the challenges of bringing a product like this out to the market? Because this seems really revolutionary and like you're, you're coming to an area that's got kind of its tried and true sort of, of historical systems around it. You, you've jumped into the 21st century with putting this online. 
you know, people could go from Tinder dates to Skype dates to probably an online marriage. You, you might never have to see a person in line in, in real life now. Um, you can go from dating to divorce just all online. But what kind of challenges did you initially face in launching It's Over Easy? Um, some of the challenges initially were, you know, will people actually be willing to get divorced online? And I was pleasantly surprised to see that there was a pretty equal number of males and females, a little higher females that were reaching out at first. I thought it would be mostly younger people. Our demographic skews a little bit older than I would have imagined. Again, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that there hadn't been many more online divorce websites before. When I was kind of a baby lawyer, maybe 20 years ago, people in the entertainment industry would send me their clients because they were, because I was young and I had a tattoo and I was cool and I dressed differently than kind of like the older Jewish men that were practicing family law in that arena. Now what I find is not only am I not young and cool anymore, but I do still have the tattoo. Um, what I find is that people, that, that, that first experience of going to see a divorce attorney, it's so surreal, valet parking and finding the floor of the building. And so many people sit in my office that first time and say, this is so weird. I, I never thought I'd be here. And not even like, not even emotionally destroyed, just almost like in shock. Like, I can't believe this is actually happening. Being able to have that experience kind of online, I think people really, really appreciate. I say to people, now yeah, you can sit on your couch in your underwear with a box of Captain Crunch and you can, you know, visit your divorce. <laughs> Um, I also think people are so much more willing and able to do online research now. I think one of the biggest fears in terms of getting divorced is the unknown. They don't know what to experience. And so we have so much educational information on the site that you can... I also found that there was a real dearth of information about divorce, about divorce law, about how to embark upon the process, what does it cost, what are the laws in your state. So we really have tried to curate as much as we can of that, put it on the site so that people can read, ask questions. Once you feel more comfortable, the process isn't nearly as frightening. Absolutely. It's still scary thinking, oh my God, who, who am I going to go to the office Christmas party with? If I go to the school, you know, parent-teacher conference, do we go together? Do we sit next to each other? Do we schedule separate ones? How does that work? All of these things work themselves out. We've tried to bring It's Over Easy into kind of a bite-sized piece situation so you can go through it. And I think people are much more accepting of that than we initially thought. Another kind of challenge was people in my workspace um, saying, oh, are you trying to take business away from us? You know, now there's not going to be any lawyers. Yeah. As I said earlier, there will always be a place for contested dissolutions. There will always be a place for complex di- for litigation. What I'm trying to do is change the way people see the entire divorce process and make it so that those people, and again, I get probably two or three calls a week from somebody that just in a million years could not afford our services and doesn't need them. And so yeah. this is taking money out of anybody's pocket. Our price points are so much lower. You know, the, the basic package at, at Dover Easy is $750. That's less than I charge for an hour. And again, I know there's lower priced attorneys, but the average divorce in the United States costs between fifteen dollars and $20,000. Our highest package is 2500 So it makes so much sense. It's not taking money out of any lawyer's pockets. It's really giving people an opportunity to learn and grow and do it themselves, be the masters of their own universe, both going into the process and then coming out on the other side 
where we give you an entire list of individuals that can help you everything from finding childcare to getting insurance coverage when it's no longer available through your spouse to moving to getting a trainer who might help you get back in shape or a teeth whitener or a spray tan person <laughs> dating apps that we know we have a guide for them as well you know support groups of people that you can go talk to not just therapeutically but a bunch of girls you can go have a glass of wine with after work because now you, you don't have your kids tonight and you don't want to go home and be alone all of these kind of things we have there so we really take you through the entire process and make it easier so when people say to me oh you're taking money out of my pocket I say if that's the way you perceive it, so be it. But really take a look at us and see. We even refer to attorneys because if there's things we can't handle, we want our people that have come to our site and joined our network to be able to find somebody that's really good for them. Yeah, that's so interesting because I think it's this idea of this one-stop shop to get all the way through the divorce process. And I think it's great. You said that, you know, kind of learning all the different laws in the different states. How many, I mean, is this available nationwide or is it, yet. it will be it will be we're, we're, we're rolling out so we started uh, about five months ago in new york and california and by the end of this year or at least january of 2019 we hope to be in another eight to ten states and okay. then continue rolling out the the content um, is available to anybody in any state and it's free. So we urge you, especially your clients and patients, come on if you want to read about it. Come on if you want to read some really great um, therapists and counselors and co-parenting um, folks because we have that available already in any, I mean, anybody can read about yeah. it. Yeah, but and and a lot of those things carry through because the laws are not different. I mean, the laws are different when they pertain to child custody, but not the laws of what you should do in terms of sitting down and telling your kids. It doesn't. It's mm -hmm. not different. California and Delaware, you can you do the right thing no matter what and tell your kids you love them and you're both there for them and you'll always be a family and all of that good stuff. So that's available everywhere. We just need to kind of have time to get up to speed and, and roll out into other states. That's exciting. Yeah. Checking out their, their website about what, what the divorce process entails, it, it is enlightening because before I really checked it out, I thought the divorce process was just two lawyers waiting until the, the next deadline to file the next paperwork. <laughs> Sometimes it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you you covered kind of how some, some of the, the family law attorneys have responded to this. Of, are, are you trying to take business away? We, we have this racket going on. Um, <laughs> You're blowing it for us. <laughs> yes. You, you, Shh. Don't do that. <laughs> I got to imagine that customers are having a, a much different response. Yes, customers are having a much different response. They are really, really happy that this service is provided. They're happy it's out there. I will say that I often find, especially in this early stage, people still do want a little bit of a handhold. They may not, they don't, we don't give legal advice. We can't, but just the ability to kind of either get on the phone or email with somebody, even if it's just frequently asked questions about the law in your state or how to fill out the forms, we do get a lot of that. People do kind of want to know that there's somebody out there. And so we have what we call divorce coaches available to kind of speak with people and help them. If they're not ready to go to a referral of somebody else that's actually going to be a paid professional, we're there. We will help people through the process because I know that there is a bit of a human element. Even if you are sitting on the couch and you're underwear eating Captain Crunch, you may still want to talk <laughs> to somebody at some point. Just know that there's a person out there um, to connect with. And so we have that available as well. I will also say that for the most family law practitioners have been 
really receptive. I mean, there have been some going, yes, this is a racket, whatever. But a lot of us know that there's a need for this, particularly with lower cost divorces, that we don't have anywhere to send those people and they do need the help and the system is broken. It's very, very clogged up in all in all of the states, but particularly the metropolitan areas of people trying to get their divorces through. I had an ex-nanny of mine text me yesterday because she's going through a situation and she said, this is the third time I've been to court on a calendared court date. I have all of my witnesses. I had to take the day off. They had to take the day off. We all showed up. The judge said, I'm really sorry. I can't hear your case today. Come back you know, next month. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just... And again, it's not the judge's fault. She needed to get through her docket, but it's just a situation where it, there's too many. And, and if people were able to do a little bit of learning and figure out and discuss, we all would like to be able to do it on our own if we could. Because again, if you've given the tool, if you're given the tools, why wouldn't you see if you could lower the cost, lower the animosity and get through it on your own? Yeah, I think that's so important. I also wonder if what, what kind of the immediate emotional reaction is. I mean, I, I picture kind of like at least being in a courtroom in a litigated divorce where there's like the, the judge hitting the gavel and being like, okay, your marriage is over. And there's at least like walking out of the room and kind of having that symbolic movement in, into a new, yeah, a closure. Whereas closure in, in an online divorce is based entirely on what your internet plan is. Uh, <laughs> To a certain extent, what you would definitely find is it very, very rarely is a situation where you're in court and the judge bangs his or her gavel and says you're divorced. Generally, you're in court for some heavily litigated issue like something very important like Wednesday nights or an extra $30, you know, $5 to your support. You wait a long time. You don't get an instant gratification answer. It gets sent to you in the mail several weeks later. Um, the other thing about the online divorce, just like the in-person divorce is once your documents are submitted, it generally takes a rather long time to get them all sorted through by the court and stamped and sent back to you. So if you're looking for that moment of like closure, I think you have to find it elsewhere, <laughs> which is again, why you could go to the provider directory and find some kind of, you know, some people sell their rings, some people sell their dresses, some people have divorce parties, which I've never been a big fan of. Some people, they take those divorce selfies when they're, you know, finally done and they have the papers. Figure out what works best for you and terms of closure and make your own closure because I think if you're going to wait for the legal system to give it to you, whether you're online or you're showing up there, you're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you can tell both Kurt and I have not been through a divorce because both no. of us are a little... <laughs> <laughs> starry-eyed about it. But I think it's it's something where it's it's so clear that you have this, this mission to make divorce more palatable because so often that's what it comes to. And so being able to have this online option where you can do it yourself, even just having that as a resource to start with saying like, there's a whole bunch of resources and information that you can just pop into and get for free and, and really uncover what your next steps are and see if it, it, if you are a candidate for mediation or online mediation and, and being able to have th that knowledge. Cause I think it can be so powerful to have the knowledge that you need when you're, when you're looking and not needing to call a, you know, a, an attorney that may not have time for you or that you may have to pay a lot of money for. I think it's something where it's having that, that information can be so amazing. So it, and it seems like it's been quite a process to put this together. I mean, a whole app and I mean, like there's just so much to it. And so we could talk about this forever, but it just, it sounds like this is a really great resource and we appreciate you coming out and talking to us about it. 
No, thank you for having me. Come check us out. Thank you guys for all the great things that you do to help families. <laughs> and hopefully we can continue working together, the two fields, to make people's lives and experiences better, both in and out of marriages. Yes. Our guest today is Laura Wasser. She's the founder and CEO of itsovereasy.com. And another thank you, It's Over Easy, one of the exhibitors at our Therapy Reimagined 2018 conference, helping Woo-hoo! us with everything that we've got going on here on our end. So another thank you for that. And for our listeners, if you haven't already, please join our Facebook group, the Modern Therapist Survival Guide Group, where you can continue conversations and get the support of our community together. And until next time, I'm Kurt Whithelm with Katie Vernoy and Laura Wasser. Thanks to our partner, Therapy Notes, the highest rated practice management solution for behavioral health. Don't forget, use promo code MODERN for two free months. Remember to check out Thryzer. They are passionate about making out-of-network therapy work for everyone. Clients save upfront on therapy while therapists earn their full rate. Get started in minutes on join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist and use the promo code modern therapists and receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. Thank you for listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. Learn more about who we are and what we do at mtsgpodcast.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes.